D F S. It is Friday, January 6th here in DraftShark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 18 DFS Drafting Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola, who I'm sure is tired of hearing me yell out what day it is because this is our third DFS podcast of the day. But, Jared, this is a fun one for anybody who hasn't tried drafting. I doubt they're watching us. If you have tried drafting, you know it's a fun one because you get to draft in weekly to set lineups as opposed to just, you know, building a bunch of them. Yeah, I've, I've become kind of obsessed with these underdog drafts over the last few weeks here. I, I'm trying to make sure I don't do too many each week. I have to like limit myself to four or five per day. Um, but yeah, they're they're super fun. And I, I I think there's a big edge, especially this week, which we can get into because um, there's guys that, that have been getting drafted in these, and they're, they're probably not anymore. But early in the week, you know, guys like Saquon Barkley were getting picked early, and I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to play at all on Sunday. And even just looking at the current ADP on underdog, I was seeing guys that I was surprised were going as high as they were. And I found similar on sleeper earlier. So yeah, I, this has been uh, one of my favorite weeks of the year because there's less work to do. There was, le- yeah. there was no Thursday night game and more drafting, not only DFS, but playoff drafting, um, especially on underdog here. So we're going to, as we usually do draft the team live but before that, we're going to talk about, what won last week? We did that on last week's show with James Brimacombe winning in week 16. Jared, let's take a look now at the week 17 Battle Royale champion. Again, in case you're not familiar, this is a GPP style tournament. It means uh, you know a ton of teams in the field, thousands of teams competing. It's one of those max enter 150 um, tournaments. So people are playing a bunch of teams in here. Jared, as you mentioned, is playing a bunch of teams in here. What was the lineup that won it for week 17? Can you can you share my screen for the video? People, I got it. There it is. There she blows. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, I got one three thing right last week, and that was Mike Evans, who I did, you know, have on a bunch of these teams. I You can see all my teams here that had Mike Evans and who were missing one or two guys that did not quite make it to the top. But, um, yeah, so it was an Evans-Tom Brady stack. And we've talked about drafting these quarterbacks that, are well below the, you know, cutoff line. Brady was definitely one of those last week. He was rarely getting picked in these and um, which I'm upset about because I loved Mike Evans so much that should have had me more on Tom Brady, but I did not draft Brady in any of these um, outside of that Brady Evans stack though. There was nothing weird about this lineup. He had Christian McCaffrey. He had Austin Eckler. I would imagine those were his first two picks um, threw in Amari Cooper that wide receiver, um, and then Evan Ingram, who was, you know, what the second or third tight end off the board in the, so again, it was really nothing too crazy. Just going off the board with the, the quarterback wide receiver stack that hits and, and you win uh 25 K. And Ingram didn't even have a big score last week, right? It's blocked here by the, the help button. And what's it? There you go. Three, yeah. 3.4 points. <laughs> so that shows you that even in this small yeah you know, format, you can have one dud and still get there. That might not be the case every week. And obviously the 43.7 from Mike Evans helped that for me, the Tom Brady thing is probably the most notable takeaway. And it's something that I notice about myself is in hindsight, I can go back and say, if I like Mike Evans so much, even if I didn't like Tom Brady, why didn't I take some Tom Brady to go with him? And that's, that specific case is not me for week 17 because I wasn't even that high on Mike Evans, uh, unfortunately. Yep. But I do it plenty of times looking back on teams that I drafted before the season. It's like, if I liked this guy so much or if I liked that offense so much, why yeah. did I not at least play the possibility that this guy outperformed my expectations? 
that was my biggest takeaway just from week 17 DFS in general. When I, when I build DraftKings teams or FanDuel teams or teams on underdog, I tend to work from the quarterback down. You know, I, I, I want this quarterback. Here's who I'm going to stack him with. I'm trying to get myself more to be willing to work the opposite way where it's, I love this wide receiver. Okay. Let's, let's play the quarterback there and kind of stack it that way. So that's something I'm going to definitely try to incorporate more in my lineup builds going forward. Mm -hmm. So let's go forward. Now we'll look into week 18. I know you've done some drafting so far, but we'll look at the ADP before we get into one of them at quarterback. It's as you might expect, there's no Patrick Mahomes. There's no Saturday games on this one. So he's out. There's no Trevor Lawrence in the Saturday game against the Titans. So we have Josh Allen at the top. One of the first guys getting drafted makes plenty of sense. I'm a little surprised at just how high Jalen hurts is Jared with his shoulder question yeah. And, you know, with the question of whether the Eagles just dominate the Giants to the point that the starters come out early. I've been surprised, too. Um, I think I've done like 15 of these and I don't have any Jalen Hurts yet, which um, may be something I need to, to you know, get, get a few shares of him. By the way, I did. Um, I, I made the mistake of, of drafting some Justin Fields in these on like Tuesday and Wednesday. So you can see here I actually have my um, swap order set for quarterback. So on those Fields teams, I'll get you know the highest ranked quarterback here on the right side that wasn't drafted in that league. Um, so that's why you'll see that. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I think Joe Burrow is going super high in these two. I mean, I like the upside on him, uh, but this is to me a week to, again, maybe take a wide receiver you love and then stack him with his quarterback. Um, I think Geno Smith, um, Brock Purdy is not going drafted in a lot of these. If you you know take a Christian McCaffrey early or a George Kittle early, um, I, I think there's a lot of directions you can go a quarterback late in these that, you know, might be, might be the, the optimal way to go this week. I do like the late quarterbacks, Dak Prescott going later, uh, Brock Purdy, even out of view. So he's available in most drafts at the end. I do. However, I don't, I don't mind Joe Burrow going where he is because mentioned the issues with Jalen hurts and it's kind of an ugly week at wide receiver. So I'm okay yes. with getting that quarterback early. Uh, obviously, especially if you get Jamar chase ahead of that, or if you're able to get T Higgins, I haven't checked his ADP yet to see if that works, but just, getting that high-end quarterback out of the way early and then building around that, I think is okay this week. Yep. Chasing round one, Burrow in round two is definitely doable. And I think, I think that makes sense. That's where I draft Joe Burrow. Um, you know, I, I don't think I'd take him if I don't get chase in round one. Although, I mean, you could, you could go, you could go Burrow round two, Higgins round three. That's definitely viable. And we've also talked in this before about how you don't have to have those guys stacked. You can have yep. a high scoring quarterback, even if you don't have one of his right wide receivers, especially if they're going at levels where there will be other Joe Burrow teams that don't have either Jamar chase or T Higgins on them. For sure. Uh, and T Higgins is going, his ADP is 15.9. So that's what most of the way through round three. Yep. Um, yeah. So it, so a Joe Burrow round two T Higgins round three seems doable as well. Yeah, we talked about, you know, not needing to bring that back with Mark Andrews on DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, price considered. I think, you know, Andrews is going round four in these. I, I, I'm more, you know, willing to take him in round four of these than I am to, you know, pay his salary on the, on the you, know, you know, salary sites like DraftKings and FanDuel. I was thinking for me, he's even less of a run back here because of the really? smaller lineup, because I don't think that the ceiling's that high. Like I think a really good game for Mark Andrews right now is what he did last week where he catches every target yeah. and reaches a hundred yards. I don't think there's multiple touchdown upside. And I don't think it's likely he does something like he did last week and we get half PPR scoring here. So we don't even get full credit for the catches. So for me, he, he'd be a skip. 
Yeah, to me, I guess the opportunity cost of taking him is lower here as a fourth round pick versus, you know, spending his salary on DraftKings or FanDuel. Well, we can see who's available in round four as we get into that portion of this. Um, running backs ADP this week, Austin Eckler at the top would make sense, but for the yep. possibility that the Chargers could have nothing to play for by the time their game rolls around. Yeah, Eckler's a cross out for me, um, unless he drops to like the third round. So I think there's a better than 50-50 chance that he is at least limited in that game, and there's a chance he doesn't play at all. So there's no way I'm you know, spending a, a first or even second round pick on him right now. Uh, what else do you like at running back right now? Yeah, I opened the week taking McCaffrey like every chance I could in the first round, which that might end up backfiring on me because, I mean, there's a chance he doesn't play at all. Maybe he's limited, but I think it's an it's obviously an awesome spot for him um, against Arizona. The Cardinals do or the Niners do have something to play for. So, I mean, and his ADP is even lower now. It opened the week around um, five, I think, or maybe six, and now it's down to seven. So he he's still a guy. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to end up with like 80% Christian McCaffrey, but I'm definitely happy if I have like 50% Christian McCaffrey, I'll just, you know, take my chances. Um, I love Dalvin cook. Um, and that my favorite pick though, has been Miles Sanders who, and this ADP is even higher. He's at 33 right now. That's even higher than it was early in the week. He was like, Sanders was a guy who wasn't even getting picked in a lot of these drafts early in the week. Um, but I still love him as a you know, fifth or sixth rounder in this spot against the giants. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially at that level. Um, Joe Mixon's down there. We see as well, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers fairly late, not super late, but you know, the way that he has produced the past two weeks is bound to push him up the list. I see that Kenneth Walker is getting as much respect as I think we both think he deserves this week in these drafts. Yeah, for sure. I, I do think Najee and Kenneth Walker are fairly priced. Um, yeah, you, you see Saquon Barkley has finally dipped to 31 and ADP, but he was going in the, the second round in these early in the week. So there's going to be a lot of dead teams that you're competing against. The last guy I wanted to point out, Tony Pollard, um, just kind of out of sight, out of mind, I guess, after missing last week's game. But he's someone who is not being picked in a lot of these and you know, it should be a run-heavy game from Dallas. You know, maybe not a spot where they want to give Pollard 20 touches. But he can get he can get 15 touches and, and, and have a big game. I mean, both he and Zeke Elliott are easy to overlook here, especially when you consider a matchup that has been negative four running backs for the season. But this is not yep. going to be the usual Washington defense. Jonathan Allen is at least going to be out. I think there are going to be other guys from that defense out in this one as well. So I don't think it's going to end up being a negative rushing matchup. And both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are sticking around till the end of these underdog battle royale drafts. I think there's. Yep multiple touchdown upside to both of those guys in this matchup that I agree is probably going to lean run. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a week where you can just wait and take your one and only running back in round six, because I think, you know, we can get to wide receivers now. I do think it's pretty top heavy at wide receiver. Yeah. There are a few guys to like late, but um, I, I like trying to get uh, one of these really to me, top five guys and Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, AJ Brown, CD lamb, Steph Diggs. Um, I, I, I like spending, an early pick on an elite wide receiver, and then you know taking you know one of those those running backs we talked about later. Yeah, Devonte Smith. After that, we've got Tyreek Hill tucked in at eleven point five and ADP, so right at the end of yeah. round two. Can't say that I'm high on him this week. I can't fault you for getting some Tyreek Hill because all he needs is a catch and can turn it into a touchdown. But bad matchup with the Jets. Skylar Thompson officially announced as his starter. So then on the other side of that, we've got Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, DK Metcalf, uh, Mike Evans probably not going to play, and if he does, not much. Keenan Allen. You know, the question with him, I would be more willing to take a shot on Keenan Allen than I yep. would Mike Evans. Yeah, but to me right now, Evans, Allen, and Godwin are crossouts. I mean, Evans and Godwin for sure. And then, you know, Allen, 
there, again, there's a chance he doesn't play or is limited. He's at least not going nearly as high as Austin Eckler, so maybe he's worth taking a shot on. But, um, you know, DK Metcalf at, at 22 ADP, he's my favorite target at wide receiver right now. Yeah, so, I mean, even if you don't feel great about Kenneth Walker with his ankle, you could take DK Metcalf at his ADP. Yep. We've also got Garrett Wilson down at 32 and a half in ADP. There's, you know, you talked about some guys that might come back to bite you for drafting him too early. There's somebody that you could be getting late in these drafts all week. And by yep. Friday, well, today's Friday, by Saturday, he's probably going to look a lot more attractive than he did at the beginning of the week. I've been drafting Wilson all week. I believe Metcalf and Wilson are my two highest owned wide receivers right now because, you know, Wilson is available in the sixth round more often than not. Um, just scrolling farther, I know we talked about DJ Moore and like Chris Olave as being an interesting um, game stack in DraftKings or FanDuel contests. I think even on Underdog here, you could take those two guys with your last two picks or just take one of them. I think they're both strong sixth round picks. Mm -hmm. And you can find other guys dotting the list way down there that are not getting picked most of the time. Guys, we did talk about on the other DFS show, Cortland Sutton, Jared mentioned Jake London is lower. So, you know, if you want to get really different, Jahan Dotson is really down there. So, you know, we don't want to go out too much because we ultimately need ceiling more than we need like crazy. Nobody has him plays, but that's another way to differentiate in this large field format. For sure. And again, I do think wide receiver and tight end to me are the best spots to get a little crazy and, you know, scroll down to guys that aren't being picked in a lot of these. Uh, tight end we touched on. There's not a whole lot to talk about. There's no Travis Kelsey. There's no yeah. Evan Ingram. There's no Darren Waller. Uh, we've got George Kittle at the top. Nobody's going in the first two rounds, actually, ADP wise in yeah. these six team drafts. So we've got Kittle. We've got Mark Andrews a little bit more than a round behind that. Like you said, top around four. Then it's TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Taysom Hill, Dalton Schultz. Those are really the guys that are going in drafts. Yeah, I think Kittle's a really strong pick in round three. of the, You know, has had a couple of big games with Brock Purdy. Had a big game against Arizona earlier this season with Jimmy Garoppolo. Arizona's just been a bad tight end defense all season. So I like Kittle in round three. Again, Andrews to me, I'm mostly only interested if I have a Joe Burrow stack. Um, I like Dallas Goddard a lot. You know, he's available in the sixth round. But I think especially at tight end this week, this is a week where you can you can scroll down. And to me, there's no difference in these guys who aren't getting drafted a bunch to, you know, these guys going in, in the you know, earlier 30s in ADP. I like Tyler Higby quite a bit, especially on a team where I take DK Metcalf or Kenneth Walker to make a little game stack there. Um, you know, Higby has the matchup against Seattle. They've been the worst tight end defense in terms of fantasy points allowed. And then David Njoku just kind of sitting – down here, not getting picked in many of these. Um, I, I think he has the upside to lead all these tight ends in fantasy points this week. And he's a guy you can get with your last pick and that who is, you know, not going to be too heavily owned in this contest. Apparently drafters don't want any Cowboys this week on underdog, except for CD lamb. They think that he's going to score all of Dallas <laughs> fantasy points. He yeah. is at 8.6 and ADP. So early in round two, and I, I don't think anybody else is earlier than like 29th among overall players in these six team drafts. So I'm a little bit surprised at how low they're all sitting. Hayden Hurst is one more guy worth highlighting because especially if you get that Joe Burrow team, you didn't get either Jamar Chase or T Higgins at the very end of your draft. You can go ahead and stack Hayden Hurst with them. And I mean, Hayden Hurst has as much upside as, as most other guys on this tight end list this particular week. Yep. Agreed. All right, so now we've looked through the ADP. I think it's time to do the drafting portion of this where we go over to the Battle Royale, sign up for a team, $5 entry. As you can see, if you're on stream, Jared's entering a team now. Six-team drafts, like I said, quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, 
one flex spot, half PPR scoring, six-person draft, but you're competing against a large field, so don't focus too much on what other people are doing around you other than to help you recognize what may or may not get back to you, especially if you're close to a turn. Jared is close to a turn in this one, picking second in this draft. Have you found a favorite zone in round one so far this week? I still like picking near the end of the round because I don't know. It's tough for me to pass on Christian McCaffrey if he's still, still sitting there at the at the you know one two turn. And again, maybe that'll come back to bite me. But I'm definitely willing to you know, take a chance on him in the in these five dollar drafts. Um, I think I'll probably pass on McCaffrey here at two, um, just because I have so much of him, and I'm you know still going to do a few more of these. I probably get some more Christian McCaffrey. So yeah, two for me. It's going to be. Jefferson, Chase, or Josh Allen, I guess. Um, I think I might, assuming Jefferson goes one, I think I might go Chase and try to get that Chase Burrow stack. Yeah, I think that's worth a shot. And then obviously, even if you don't get Joe Burrow, it's okay to have Jamar Chase and some other quarterback on your team later on. So yeah, I like having those guys as the options. Jared is on the clock. It was Justin going first. So is it going to be Chase? So the other other, thing to consider here is Steph Diggs' ADP is nine. So if I did go Allen there's a chance that um, Diggs gets back to me. It looks like there's basically an equal chance that Diggs and Burrow get back to me. Do you have a preference between Chase Chase Burrow and Allen Diggs? I'd be getting some of each of those guys from here, yeah. so I can't say there's a strong preference. All right, I, went, I went Chase. I would say that there is probably a better chance that Joe Burrow gets back to you than Stefan Diggs. What are their ADPs? Is, is, They're uh... actually both at 9-4, <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Jalen Hurts going at three overall. All right. So we got Jefferson. We got Chase. We got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that, that's surprising to me. I think people are treating Jalen Hurts as though everything is the same as usual and yeah. nothing is the same as usual. He'd be a fade for me in this format this week. Yeah, I'd be trading him the same as usual if this projected to be a competitive game, which you know I, I don't think it does. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I did a draft on sleeper, which we'll get to in a little bit. And Jalen Hurts was the third quarterback off the board at the end of round two in an eight team draft. So a little bit more sense being applied there, but we also have a full slate there. So I'm not even sure I'm targeting Jalen Hurts in those. In this draft, after Jamar Chase, we had Stefan Diggs go forth, then Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, T Higgins to the Joe Burrow team. And now the Josh Allen team is back on the clock. So Diggs was the fourth player off the board, Allen fifth. Um, turns out you wouldn't have had a chance to stack those. Yeah, this is a um, this draft's a lot different than most of the other ones I've been in this week, which which I like because it ends up getting you on like different combinations of players. Um, so I'm always happy when I get in a draft that you see some you know, surprising picks that aren't necessarily following ADP. Mm-hmm. And it, you're going to see ADP shift a lot, most likely over the next 24 hours because. I'm sure that there's a lot more drafting late in the week as people are waiting for those injury situations um, and everything else to play out. After T. Higgins, we got C.D. Lamb at 2-2. We got A.J. Brown at 2-3. Devontae Smith at 2-4. So Eagles wide receivers back-to-back. And then Christian McCaffrey, 2 Jared in round two. So are you happy that he got to you? Are you like, oh, man, another Christian McCaffrey team? No, I'm not going to be upset about McCaffrey at 11th overall. Again, if it burns me, it burns me. So at this point, I guess, I mean, I, I could do the Kittle McCaffrey thing and load up on Niners. I don't love that. I, I, I do love Dalvin Cook. Um, and then I guess the other guy, I, guy I'd consider would be DK Metcalf. But there's a chance he gets back to me at the next pick. I'm, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook here. I would certainly draft at that spot as though somebody is not going to make it back to you. And, you know, unless they're way down the list. 
I'm okay with Dalvin Cook. We talked about him on the DFS show earlier. Um, You know, there's the chance that Minnesota is in a one-sided game and pulls guys, but there's also the chance that they're in a one-sided game because Dalvin Cook does a lot of scoring this week. For sure. The reason I don't necessarily love Cook there is because, like, it takes me out of the running for Miles Sanders later. That's kind of the only reason I don't like, you know, grabbing two running backs that early this week. Yeah, and you can't draft any more running backs after that because you filled the one flex spot necessarily with a running back. So it also takes away a little bit of flexibility later. Did you have any wide receivers? You had you said DK Metcalf in consideration there, but you're waiting to see if he makes it back to you. Yeah, he was the only one in consideration, and he actually went to pick behind me. So right. no Metcalf for me. So we have Metcalf go, then Kirk Cousins, then George Kittle, Cam Akers, Mark Andrews, Najee Harris. Mark Andrews right around where his ADP is. We're into round four now. Najee Harris, I think, is a value in round four in this half PPR format. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a solid value at that level as well. And then Kenneth Walker off the the board right before Jared's spot. So we're at your round four pick. We got Christian McCaffrey. We've got Dalvin Cook. We've got Jamar Chase. Who are we taking this time around? Yeah, I'm going to take... Garrett Wilson. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. And this this team behind me still needs a quarterback, which so I need a quarterback and a tight end now. I think I'm, I'm going to hope for uh, Dak just went. That's who I wanted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take Purdy and go in on the Niners, get the Purdy McCaffrey stack. Unless I want to go tight. Unless I want. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take Goddard here and then hope Purdy gets back to me. Let's see. Oh, yeah. See, everyone, everyone has a quarterback besides me. So. A quarterback there would have been a bad pick. I'm glad I glad I caught that. Yeah, I'll take Goddard. Working, good job working the short clock to make sure that yeah. that's viable. Well, yeah, while trying to podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's a pro right there, folks. Yeah. Don't try this at home. You might hurt yourself. Yeah, so, so yeah. happy to get a uh, happy to get Goddard. You know, I, I think still has really similar upside to George Kittle, and I think more upside than than Mark Andrews, who's going well ahead of him. I agree. And at the very least, there's not a whole lot of difference among them. And Dallas Goddard comes to you early in round five. So yeah. I certainly can't fault the value there. Yeah. So I'm just going to line up Purdy here for my last pick. Um, you know, an unconventional quarterback running back sack, but I definitely think it, it makes sense with Christian McCaffrey. Probably at this point, just hoping that the Niners score, you know, 35 points and that, you know, McCaffrey catches one. Is Dalton Schultz still on the board as well? He is, and that's why I wanted Dak, is I was going to try to line up the Dak-Schultz stack as my final two picks. But um, yeah, once Dak went off the board, I definitely preferred Goddard over Schultz. Do you think in hindsight that Dak at that spot would have been the better pick because there are other wide receivers around, or do you think Garrett Wilson is that far ahead of the other wide receivers that you're happy to just have him instead? Yeah, so so this team um, has Jefferson, so I was kind of – expecting them to take Kirk Cousins at quarterback. That's why I passed on Dak at, mm-hmm. at my first pick there, which, you know, didn't work out. That's that's how it goes. But if you had it to do again, would you prefer to take Dak or would you stick with Garrett Wilson? Um, I, I kind of like Wilson after getting Goddard, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think both would have been viable. That's sure. why it's worth running through all these to see exactly how things work out because, yep. you know, it, even if it ends up being a throwaway team, you do it again, you learn from what happened in that draft and you maybe oh, yeah. do it differently the next time. Or if you like what happened, then maybe you do it slightly differently the next time from the same spot. And then you get a similar lineup with a slight variation in case that one guy is the dud. Yeah, I, I do think um, if you're doing these, you should plan on doing at least a handful I think, you know, I think just, I think just doing one of them is is kind of not the way to go about this contest. 
Yes. If you are drafting into a large field DFS tournament, you should, I I think that you should probably plan to do at least 10 of them. You know, obviously it's up to you if you want to just dabble and see what happens and you don't care about throwing away 25, but you don't want to throw away 50, Um, you know, personal decision. But I would say anything short of 10 is, is you're probably donating money. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, so now we're going to switch over to Sleeper, which is drafting, but it's also a different format. We've talked about it before. It's eight team drafts for one thing, so we see more players go. Um, It is also not for large field play. You do enter it in tournaments of your choice, um, but not large field tournaments. You're ultimately playing more of cash contests. So I think that changes how you draft these teams. It makes stacking a little bit less important. Uh, and we'll just, you know, see the differences as we watch it play out. It's also full PPR, which changes things some, Jared. And it's also, it looks like it's the, the full slate this week, including the Saturday games and the Sunday night game. So we can get our, um, we can get our boy Trevor Lawrence, maybe. Yes. You have a lot more at quarterback this week on sleeper than you do on underdog. Um, you have the chiefs, you have the Jaguars, you have Jarrett Stidham. If you really have to have him this week, you have this particular draft that I'm trying to load on the stream, not loading. So we'll try it again. Um, do what we have to, to get into a draft, but as you can see, it's a $1. If you are on stream, it's $1 to enter. Um, you're drafting against seven other teams. And then once you have that team set, you decide what contests you want to to enter that team into. And if you hate it, if you draft a crappy team, then you're down a dollar and you do it again and you see what you think about that team. Um, we'll go into the specific contests once we're in. Still trying to get it going on the app here. Every once in a while, there's a little bit of stalling on the app. But then when I go onto the phone app instead, it tends to work out. So I'm going to close out of the sleeper app on my computer now and see if things go a little better. Jared, for a change this week, I did have time to do a sleeper draft before we were actually on stream to talk about it. And one thing that I noticed versus other weeks is wide receiver is pretty rough. I think you need to be a little bit more willing than usual to scroll way down the list to mm-hmm. find your guys. Yeah, I like that about sleepers. Sometimes you'll, you'll find some hidden gems um, that aren't necessarily at the top of the queue you know, versus underdog where the queue seems to be more, more in line. It is in line with ADP. Um, sleepers phone app, by the way, is awesome. I'm, I'm really not a, a phone drafter, but you know, their, their app is, um, is you know, tight enough where I feel comfortable drafting on my phone when I'm on sleeper. Yeah, just for the sake of keeping the stream going, since I relaunched the the desktop app and I'm still not getting the draft going, I think I might fire up the draft on my phone and just tap it while I'm talking <laughs> to people and you on here and see how that works. That out. works. That works. Yeah, and just going back to the difference between Sleeper and Underdog, I mean, I think Sleeper, the way this format is, it, it's you treat it more as your cash games for these drafting formats, whereas Underdog, obviously, it's you know a big tournament. So that's more your GPP, Sleeper more your cash game. So definitely makes sense to, to play both of them. You know what we actually can do now that I think about it is check the team that I drafted earlier and see how we think that one turned out while we're waiting to see if we get into a draft. You still get the pretty music, even if it's not a live draft. So let me go share that sleeper screen. I can see where you messed up in this draft. Exactly. I'm picking two. As you can see, if you're mm. watching on stream, Travis Kelsey, second guy off the board, wow. he's like fifth or Maybe it was even sixth or seventh in the ADP list when I went in. So he was a pretty easy number two pick for me. Justin Jefferson certainly would have been in the mix as well. Jamar Chase. Um, But I knew from where Travis Kelsey was sitting that he had a pretty good shot of being my guy. Josh Allen, I took late in round two. You know, there was a run of wide receivers right before it. 
so I guess just running through the rest of what I did, Jarek McKinnon in round three, you know, I wouldn't normally take a tight end and running back from the same team in an eight player lineup, but for the chiefs against the Raiders, I'm okay with Travis Kelsey and Jarek McKinnon, yeah. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Zay Jones, Brandon, Ayuk, four straight wide receiver picks. And then Zach Moss to close things out. He was the four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 is the 23rd running back off the board in this format where we only need, we need two, you need to have two running backs and then you have two flex spots. So you could play as many as four, you know, it was down there where I wasn't sure about anybody on the board. Tyler Algier was still, was still out there. So I would mix it up between those guys if I were picking that way every time, but I like the upside on Zach Moss down there. Yeah, I mean, no issue at all with picking two Chiefs in the first three rounds. They have easily the highest implied total on the week. Um, I, I will say, did you consider DK Metcalf in the third? Was he one of those guys that was, that was buried and you maybe just didn't didn't notice? Yeah, so I, I, DK Metcalf, I was having kind of the difficult choice of how much is the knee in play there and didn't mm-hmm. take him in that particular draft. But he's one that in hindsight, I would definitely consider more strongly than I did. Yeah. And there is no um, late swap option on sleeper, right? Like if you draft someone that doesn't play, you just get a zero. Correct. Yeah. And so that so- that definitely hurts, you know, Metcalf more than it does on on like underdog, where if he does end up inactive, you at least get someone swapped in for him. Yeah, and we'll certainly know, you know, probably within an hour or two whether he is at any risk of not playing in that game. I don't think yep. we're assuming that he's going to miss. And if I did take DK Metcalf, he would have been the next wide receiver off the board for me. Tyreek Hill went after my pick. Christian Kirk, then DK Metcalf was the next wide out with other guys going in between. Metcalf would have been my next wide receiver pick there. Um, so if I had done that, then making it back to me at running back could have been DeAndre Swift. He was picked right before my next spot. Nick Chubb still on the board. You know, we've got other running backs, so I don't feel like in hindsight I needed to take a running back there. Yeah, and Tyreek Hill, for me, in the third, I mean, on underdog, he'd be an easy pick for me there with it being more of a tournament-style setup. I, I, I'm i not opposed to passing on him in the third here because it is, you know, again, more of a cash game format here. And I, I do think Hill's, Hill's floor is obviously a little shaky uh, with Skylar Thompson under center and playing the Jets. Yeah, for sure. I did get in this time. So now we've got a minute and seven seconds to wait while it matches up with any other live players. You know, we've talked about it before. If there are other live drafters checking in, they're going to be in the draft with me. I had two others, I think, in that draft we were just looking at. Otherwise, every other slot's going to be filled up by a computer drafter. You know, we'll see about the impact of how those teams draft. I doubt that they just automatically go down the list. I haven't watched it closely enough to see. I'm sure that they have an algorithm to mix it up some. But yeah. it never hurts to be drafting against a computer as opposed to a bunch of other live people just to, you know, have a sense of what's coming back to you. For sure. If they don't draft right down the ADP list, I'm assuming it's um pretty close. I don't know. I don't know how how advanced this this AI is on sleeper. And we can look at the scoring rules real quick for anybody who's not familiar. You know, it's pretty standard outside of full PPR as opposed to the half PPR on underdog. Um, you know, nothing else tricky in here. I don't think. No. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard PPI, right? And I mentioned the positions that we're trying to fill two running back, one quarterback, two wide receiver, one tight end, two flex spots here. So it is an eight player lineup. Um, so, you know, more players getting drafted 
and we're playing for a cash format. We'll get into the bonus contest. It's about to start my draft. You can't really view all the formats here, but you choose between head to head. You choose between playing an eight player field, different dollar level entries equal bigger prizes. And it does pay out to third place in those eight team fields. So, you know, that hurts the top spot payoff, but it also gives you a better chance of getting your money back. And I think the two flex is interesting here. Um, and with it being full PPR, that aspect would make me lean towards wanting to fill the flexes with wide receivers. But then you talk about this being more of a cash game setup, and you're more interested in floor. Um, I tend, you know, tend to lean more towards running backs in the flex in that format. So I think it kind of opens it up where where either can make sense depending on the draft room. I agree, and I think full PPR makes plenty of wide receivers floor type plays as well. Um, I'm picking sixth in this draft. We have an eight teamer, as I said, there's only one other live drafter in here. So the clock is going to be moving quickly. It <laughs> is a 30 second pick clock, but the computers don't take the entire 30 seconds to make their selection. So it'll be going back and forth quite a bit between me and the other live guy in here. We look at the draft list. We got Jefferson, Austin Eckler. I love having him high up there because I'm not on him this week, especially for cash. Um, AJ Brown, third, Christian McCaffrey, fourth, Travis Kelsey, fifth, Jamar Chase, sixth, and then Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is another, another guy that's not on yeah. the main slate in regular DFS, but is here. So I think he could be in the mix at that level as well, especially because somebody else already took Travis Kelsey. So there you go, Jared. We see the computers are not just sticking to the list because Kelsey went from fifth in the list to second pick here. Very advanced uh, AI here on Sleeper. I'm surprised. I learned from my draft earlier. <laughs> Exactly. I'm surprised Henry's that low in ADP. Um, you know, the, the full PPR hurts him a bit, but I I, I would consider him at one six here. I just think he's, he's going to get fed on yeah, Saturday it, night. It is my pick here. It's either Jamar Chase or Derrick Henry. Mm. I could really go either way. I'm, I'm going to go Jamar Chase for PPR. Derrick Henry went the very next pick, of course, because <laughs> he was next on the list. Yeah. So now we've got Stefan Diggs. I'm going to think I'm going to go ahead and take Stefan Diggs here. I like that take two um yep. you know high target wide receivers to start my team now there's plenty of flexibility you know i said in my previous draft i took josh allen in round two certainly not going to complain about that pick but then i also looked down afterward and trevor lawrence went like round seven i would be yeah. more than happy to have trevor lawrence be my quarterback in this format for sure i'd rather have lawrence in round seven than allen in round two i think mm-hmm. that should be our clan here there goes allen yeah, that's certainly my starting point. So we had Amon Ross St. Brown, then Alvin Kamara, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins around the turn. Mixon and Higgins are the same team. Well, that's a computer drafter, so I'm not going <laughs> to analyze how he's how he, quote unquote, is making his choices. Aaron Jones in round three. Now we're back to the only other live drafter who has A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts on his team to start things out. D.K. Metcalf in round three for that team. So now, Jared, we're looking at Devontae Smith, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle, Keenan Allen, Joe Burrow on the board. I'm going to go ahead and take Joe Burrow, I think, to go with Jamar Chase. What do you think about that? Um, I'm okay with it. I don't love it as much as I would if this was a tournament set up, but I don't, I don't, I don't hate Burrow in round three. Yeah. All right, so now we're back up in round four. Hill's off the board, Kittle, Keenan Allen, Devontae Smith. I love Keenan Allen being one of the picks. I like, um, I like Kenneth Walker. Still I think this is a fine time Kenneth Walker. Let me take a quick look at wide out. Yeah. Kenneth Walker it is in round four is my first running back. So we got two wide outs, one quarterback, one running back. Now I should probably start queuing some guys up and talking a little bit less. <laughs> what's the, uh, yeah, as you queue, what's the planet tight end? I'm trying to think who, Goddard's still available. 
Um, Hawkinson's a fine pick. Evan Ingram, yeah, there's plenty of tight end I like still. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick Ingram in the queue. I'll stick Goddard in the queue. Oh. There goes Hawkinson. Oh, Hawkinson's gone. Schultz is still out there. So certainly plenty of guys to choose from. Let's check back at wide receiver. James um, Conner just got picked. That's nice. I, got I don't think he's, he's going to play. Feud. Drake London's out there. Yeah, I like, e- I like either Jags wide receiver here. Yeah, same here. Garrett, and, uh, Garrett Wilson's still there, too. Let's look at the overall ADP. All right, so Evan Ingram's next in ADP. Um, we do have plenty of tight end options. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Evan Ingram and not worry about tight end because we only have to get one of those. There are plenty of wide receivers available. Trevor Lawrence would have still been on the board. Oh, Delvin Cook is still there. I know you're worried about him, but that, to me, that's a smash here. All right. I'll take him for you since we're <laughs> drafting this team together. I mean, I think he's getting at least you know 15 carries in this game. I think round six is certainly late enough for any risk that he's got going on. All yeah, right. I just took him in round two, so I feel, I feel horrible now. <laughs> I'm checking the flexes. I've got. I'm going to get rid of my two tight ends in here because I'm not going to go with a two tight end lineup. Yeah, That's I like. Um, there. I like Zay Jones. You know, you're not going to get Lawrence. I'm. I'm cool having two Jags pass catchers just to kind of soak up Lawrence's production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that there's enough there to um, play the Jaguars that way, uh, even for a cash type lineup that we've talked about. There's some good running backs. I, mean, I just saw I just saw Miles Sanders available. Najee Harris is available. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good backs still. And I don't have any other Eagles, so I think those guys are in. Oh, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders in play. Najee you Harris. You have your two. You have your two flex spots left to fill. So yeah, go I'm going to take Garrett Wilson here. Nice. I love the targets and his chances at receptions. I don't think he's coming off the field anytime. Najee, Najee. You think so? I think so, right? Can't fault that in the last round. So I should have plenty of carries. I could have three 20 carry running backs in this lineup. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> so there you go. That's eight picks. Um, we've got a th- you know three more picks to close out the draft itself. Started with two wideouts, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Joe Burrow to stack with Chase in round three. Kenneth Walker, the first running back in round four. Evan Ingram in round five. He is the fifth tight end off the board here, which I'll take. Um no, I'm still looking at my team sleeper. Don't get in my way. So actually I can close out of this and finish looking at the team. Nice. We got Dalvin cook next Garrett Wilson as the third wide out in one of those flex spots. And then Najee Harris as the final flex guy. Lots can of, I, for him. can I buy it? Can I buy a stake in this team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Please it do. a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we click into the bonus area. You can still view your team afterward. Or you can click over to the bonus once we've determined that we like the team, as you've heard Jared and I do. You can pay five bucks, ten bucks, twenty-five, fifty, a hundred. It goes all the way up to a thousand if you want to for head-to-heads. The eight teamers cut off at one hundred, so you can play an eight-team, one hundred-dollar entry fee tournament. Top prize there is four twenty. It pays down to a hundred bucks, so you get your money back if you finish third out of eight. So. You know, not the place to come get rich, Jared, as we talked about before, but a good place to stick a team like this, for me at least, for my pay grade. I'm going to put this team in a $25 eight-teamer. I'm going to put mm-hmm. it in a $10 eight-teamer. That way, I'm putting in 35 bucks on this team. I have the possibility of winning 150 on it. I think that's a solid level. What about you? Yeah, I was going to say with the Burrow Chase stack, I like this in the eight-team 
rather than head to head. I think, you know, it has a higher ceiling. Yeah. And I mean, you know, a lot of times I'll go ahead and play a couple of head to heads as well, but if we're doing a few eight team things and I get paid as long as I finish among the top three, that's pretty close to a head to head. You know, you have one more spot to make it a yeah. true head to head. Yeah. So there's not a need to balance it out that way. Love the format. Like this draft. Jared, thank you for helping me get a little bit of Dalvin Cook exposure this week. Yeah. Again, I want like uh, 10% of this team or something. <laughs> you got it. We'll figure something <laughs> out. So, you know, if you want to jump in, do any drafting on underdog or sleeper this week, if you haven't done so already, you can use promo code draft sharks, or you can just click the link at the bottom of this podcast, wherever you're getting it, you can get a 100% deposit match up to hundred dollars on both sites, have a bunch of free money to play with, you know, extend your fantasy season. If your season long leagues are done and you haven't been playing DFS, this is a good way to get the full season fantasy experience while playing DFS for week 18. For sure. Good week to do it. Um, and I would assume sleeper and underdog is going to continue these into the playoffs. So I think, I think we'll be back, right? Yeah. They've got playoff drafts going on right now. We'll see about the sleeper draft situation, but certainly at the very least you can play over under. So even if you can't draft, you can still play on there. You can use that money. You can win more and we'll still have our rankings and projections throughout the playoffs. So you can use that to try to highlight plays on underdog and pickums on sleeper for over unders. We're here to try to help you win. We're here to try to help you make money. That's the point of this show and the point of everything we do, right, Jared? Plenty of fantasy left to play this year. Head to DraftSharks.com right now. Find everything you need for Week 18 and beyond. For Jared Small and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.